Quit licking your foot. Hey, quit licking your foot. Stop licking your foot. <laughs> okay. I think we're good. Okay. Are you ready? Sure. This is the Prehensile and Gretel Show, Episode 3, and today we'll talk about fireworks, the Randy Scuffle Papers, ICD-10 codes, and haiku spam. How are you? I'm dandy. How are you? Good. I'm really excited because we actually have a sponsor. Yay! Tell us about it. Well, the Prehensile and Gretel Show is now sponsored in part by Lightning Bugs. It's the diaper with a social conscience. <laughs> Lightning bugs employ scientifically proven technology to convert your child's endless stream of waste directly into a useful energy source. Patented flow-through design with enzyme action allows solid matter to compost directly within the diaper. Embedded nanoprocessing helps control the burn rate while converting the organic waste into electrical power that you can either sell back to the grid or use to light up a 12 by 12 room. Look for lightning bugs at a store near you. We're happy to have lightning bugs as a sponsor. That's indeed, great. Indeed. Indeed we are, Phil. And it's only our third episode and we've already got a sponsor. Hot diggity. We're commercializing from the beginning. And glowing. I know. I, I'm going to try those out. I think that sounds pretty cool. You personally? <laughs> I don't know if they have adult sizes, but we might be able to put one on the dog. Yeah, it's possible. Um, from what I've seen, they're very interesting. Um, they they start out kind of like the, the size of the baby's butt, but then they taper off to a point, like a glow lightning or a lightning bug. Yeah, there that's pretty cool. Very creative people there at Lightning Bugs. Hot diggity. Boy, hey, we made it through the 4th of July. And I'm happy to be alive. Oh, gosh. It was actually a mild year this year. I know. In past years, it we it has seen people in our yard running for cover <laughs> and, uh, and not getting out of the way fast enough and therefore uh, getting burned. Well, I've been hit. Yep. We, we live in a state that... Fireworks are not legal. Fireworks are illegal, not supposed to have them, you can't buy them. But, of course, people go to the, uh, you know, next neighboring states and they get them and they bring them back to Illinois and they blow things up. So it's, uh, you'll, you'll hear some of what we recorded, just a little bit of an ambience of uh, our neighborhood, which, you know, in which all fireworks are illegal. However... This year was mild. It this was. year was mild compared to other years. And it only lasted until about a quarter to one in the morning. I mean, immediately, like, very on our block. So, so you know, things that were happening two blocks away, you learn to turn tune that out. And I know we have lots of veterans in this area. And I always wonder if it makes them freak out. If you're a veteran and fireworks make you freak out, please, please do write us in because I'm really interested in this. I, if I'd been in war 
and and people were blowing crap up around me when I came home, it would freak me out. I'm I'm serious. It would make me, you know, completely jumpy. So I did see something where they have signs that people put on the lawns that say, uh, this is the home of a veteran. Please be considerate. And, and I don't know where I saw this online, some site. And then you read the comments and some people say, that's really nice. And other people go, what a fucking pussy. And it's, <laughs> it's like. I, the, the, all the people who say what a fucking pussy, they should be the, the ones next who have to go to war. Yeah. I'm sorry. First in line, you go get your ass shot at. And then come back and tell me how much you like to hear, like, right next to you. Then then we'll talk. Did you see that video that I sent you? Um, I think it was from the Today Show. Oh, yeah. Where they were talking about <laughs> fireworks safety. Oh, with the watermelon, eh? <laughs> they, why do they always use a watermelon? It's nothing like a human being. They should use, like, a big, like, ham. Well, I know... I agree with you. I would think, though, that perhaps people who are dumb enough to hurt themselves with fireworks may have a watermelon-type head. Oh, it's possible. <laughs> it's very possible. Like the guy. There's a guy in Maine who put the uh, mortar oh, on his I head. Read this. Basically blew his head off. Oh. Oops. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. You know, but uh, I know I'm going to earn some haters on this, but you know what? It's natural selection at work. <laughs> if you're that stupid to put a mortar on your head and blow it up, I'm sorry. I'm really... What? <laughs> it just boggles the mind. I'm I'm sorry. And I know he has a, probably a family, and I'm terribly sorry for them. But but the guy, I mean, for crying out loud, it's the Darwin Awards. I know. Well, the guy on the Today Show, not only did he blow up a watermelon, but then they had a dummy of, yes. uh, you know, a human being looking directly into a huge professional Fireworks. And they do this every year. It's not just this year, and it's and, not just NBC. It's every channel every year. And they and they blow this thing off, and it basically just blows the guy's head completely off. And um, what was the guy's name? Rosin or Rosen or something. It's the Rosin Report. And he says, oh, look, the guy, <laughs> he's even on fire. Yeah, and, and the thing that's on fire is just the stump that's left <laughs> on top of his shoulders the neck not even the neck the neck tip got blown off yeah. it's the stump it's the neck stump now his head is in the stratosphere but <laughs> it's in watermelon heaven <laughs> it's, well no but his head his head was like it was made of a different because it was what it was like right. pasty white stuff right. and the rest of it was like like this caucasian flesh tone and and but the the pasty white i mean it was like ghost already right and then they blew it to high heaven right i don't think it really had the density of a real head i don't think so either but even if it i'm sorry i'm i'm very close to my microphone because i'm very <laughs> i'm very excited about this 
It's like even though that mannequin had a family and yeah, we're sorry, sorry for him. Uh, no, we're not sorry family. for the mannequin. We're not at all because it was a, it was set up silly. That was mannequin murder. It wasn't. We well, knew the outcome of that. But the mannequin family is pissed. It was like a stuffed sock as a head. <laughs> it wasn't a real with a grapefruit in it or something. A, it wasn't real. It wasn't a real. I I want to see something with the same density as a human head. So stuff it with baloney. Thank you. On that note, we'll mention that um, Phil Rebius has written a book about Randy Scuffle and uh, his ideas. Oh, yeah. And uh, Randy Scuffle is an inventor and an artist, and his chosen medium is encased meats. <laughs> yeah, that sure has been an interesting project. And um, The Randy Scuffle Papers is the name of the book. Yes, indeed. And um, if Randy Scuffle's projects had been exploded, they would have exploded more realistically than... Uh, yeah, Randy's into realism. Yes, and this would have been better than the stuffed sock on uh, Channel on NBC. So basically, Randy Scuffle lives in his mother's backyard, and he's an artist and an inventor, and he uh, is obsessed with, like Rita said, um, encased and processed meats. So he's primarily bologna. He loves and bologna. Hot dogs. Bologna is his um, sculptural medium, Chosen and meat. hot dogs. He loves to eat hot dogs, but he also does. Um, the dogs really scratching at himself or something yeah. no he's shaking um he uses hot dogs as well it's a passive aggressive thing I, he he's invented a a wiener gun and um and and likes to shoot it at um the belmont l stop and other l stops but it's it's an artistic statement on his part right it's not to see how people react to wieners falling from the sky it's it's, it's not, not a, a violence a thing. harmful violent no. thing no no, although he does also envision using um, ground meat to in a gun um, mounted on the front of his car or golf cart to um, spatter. Uh, well, he doesn't like SUVs. No. He's very frustrated by um, SUVs. SUVs, whatever that stands for. Suburban. Assault. No, security. Um, 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 sport utility vehicle. There we are. Sport. I've got big chrome wheels and I've got it all, you know, fixed up with chrome everywhere and I slow down to zero miles per hour to climb over a one inch bump in the road. Yeah. Oh, and I need I'm, it in the city. I'm an off roader, but oh, I'm going to slow down so much for this train tracks that we're going to stop traffic for two hours afterwards. Because oh, I don't want to spill my coffee. Well, that and the. The tires that are about a half an inch thick mm -hmm. with the 26 inch rims yeah. aka wagon wheels yep. as we like to call them because that can't be freaking comfortable i'm sorry they're heading to the ponderosa they can't be comfortable they're the meeting hoss and the gang at the ponderosa there you go i'm lauren green you know we talked a couple of episodes ago about icd10 codes icd10 codes dang <laughs> Half my lips feel sewn shut or something tonight. I mm. can't understand it. Uh, we had 
a listener named Julie who wanted to hear a little bit more about ICD-10 codes, and we didn't really have a chance to go into it on the first episode. But I did some more research. And they're fun. And uh, the book that we referred to is actually called Struck by Orca, and that is one of the ICD-10 codes in um, the new set of um, International Classification of Diseases. Uh, doctors and hospitals use these in order to have a code for what happened to you and, and where it happened and how it happened. ICD equals International Classification of Diseases. So even there's an O in there, they, even though there's an O in there. Then it'd be ICOD. Yeah. And it would sound would like a fish. Which would be even more funny. <laughs> it would sound like a fish produced by Apple. But there... <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I'm cackling. Or maybe there could be an iPod that's shaped like a fish. And call and it's it the, the iCod. iCod. I do indeed like that. That would be pretty cool. Apple, if you're listening, will only take a small amount of royalties. So we, we kind of paid slight homage to the people who wrote the book called Struck by Orca, and it's illustrated. They wrote really, they created really cool cartoons to show what some of these might look like, and they called the book Struck by Orca. So the actual code for Struck by Orca is W5622. W5622. Right. Um, and, I, and I thought that I would look up a couple of others. Do you remember you were talking about uh, Barbie heads up yes. the butt? Oh, I do. There is actually an ICD-10 code for that. And I know that I mocked, I mockingly said it was just code 5. And, and it's not. It, it's more complex than that. And it, it's foreign body and anus and rectum. Initial encounter is, <laughs> <laughs> is T-185-XXA. Now how, oh, XXA. How do they know that it's the initial encounter? Are they trusting the person who has the Barbie head up their butt? I think what this refers to is the first encounter that the person with the foreign body in their anus and or rectum has with the healthcare the provider. I see. So it's the first time you're showing up saying, Doctor, I've got something up my butt. So, well, this way they have, they have managed to... Um, to to encompass not only the Barbie head, but like Barbie foot, Barbie hand, Barbie arm. It's a nice thing. It's I th good. I, there's probably a text code or another field that you enter where you get more specific and say, well, it wasn't just a foreign body, it was a Barbie head. And actually, we never went into this, but I actually knew so someone who was a, um, uh, who I worked with, who went to school in Oregon, and um, a guy he knew passed out and was taken to the hospital, and they found out that he had all these Barbie heads up his butt. So that's how that got arranged. Um, it, he, he was a really interesting guy, but he obviously no. knew some very interesting people. Um, it was not the guy I work with who had the Barbie heads up his butt, at least not to my knowledge. He never passed out from them in front of me. Oh, th this happened to a friend his, of mine. Yeah, his, uh, so no, this, guy, no. this guy I know, um, yeah. This guy, guy was cool. He had, he had he was a cool Barbie guy. heads up his butt. He was a cool guy, and he had really good stories. So you go to a school in Oregon in uh, the early, well, it must have been the 80s that he was at school in Oregon. So 
that was a big there was a lot of Barbie mania. There you go. Then. So uh, you know, you know what? No, in all fairness, what may have happened is he could have sat slipped and fallen. It mm-hmm. could be a slip and fall injury, but he happened to land on a Barbie doll, and uh, the head became detached in an unfortunate way. And that noise was me accidentally putting my foot down there, and I had to move it. Okay, so uh, so, so we won't be alarmed. No. Okay. Do you know that there's actually an ICD-10 code for balloon explosion? Yes. What? You you have a puzzled look on your face. Well, is this like balloon-type stent in brain, <laughs> or is this... It doesn't say. Balloon-like... I blew up my daughter's balloon, and now it exploded, and oh my God. My eyelashes are singed. Uh-uh. No, th- or, well, or this... is this like weather balloon or, I don't know. or it traveling balloon th- like around the world in 80 days? They will need more specificity on this one because they don't say. It's in the area of other air travel type hmm. accidents. There's so... also V9542, which is forced landing of spacecraft injuring occupant. <gasps> well, that's good. That's good that they've got that covered. Now they don't have to, you know, tick the box other and um, and. But you, you know, ask a very good question, though. What kind of balloon? They need to be more specific. Party balloon, weather balloon, Hindenburg type balloon. That was a blimp. No, it was a dirigible. Still, roughly speaking, Filled it was a balloon. Filled with hydrogen. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not going to use helium on these here balloons for my daughter's party. I'm going to use uh, hydrogen. So what if we start a campaign? Everyone who goes to the doctor in 2015, when they say, how did you sprain your ankle? Or how did you break your thumb? When they ask you how you hurt got yourself, there, you say, I was struck by an orca would that be cool if suddenly everyone was struck by an orca i like this i like this very much that would be neat i was struck by an orca and i started to have a heart attack and that's why i'm here i was struck by an orca and i got allergies is this the initial encounter initial encounter subsequent encounter um, struck by an orca. Now, you said you got allergies because you got struck by an orca? All I know is I was struck by an orca, and now and I'm And then here. you got allergies? Um, yes, I have allergies now. So the allergies are a result of having been struck by an orca? Oh, my God. This is going to be hard, people. This no. is going to be hard, people. There's actually... They're going to interrogate you. There's a code <laughs> for that. Struck by orca sequela, which means other events or other illnesses or infirmities that are a result of having been struck by an orca. Oh my gosh. There's a code for that. And and by the way... So then that'll play into everything, people. It won't be that hard. Don't worry. Just answer yes or no. So you're just FYI, people, your initial encounter always has a suffix of XA, the subsequent encounter is always XD, and then the sequela is XS. As in X sequela. 
So what is ICD-10 code number five? ICD-10 code number five. I don't think it's anything. I made it up. Oh. I lied. But there's got to be a number five. If there's a number 700, there's got to be a number five. Right? Or 105 or something like that. There's A01, A011, A02, A03, A04, A05. Now we're talking. Other bacterial foodborne intoxications. Oh. Not elsewhere classified. Oh, so intoxications. Yep. That's interesting. A bacterial foodborne intoxication. <laughs> So, but I've I've heard of this. I sort knew of I thing. shouldn't have eaten that yogurt. It was. I thought it was off, man, and now it's. I'm. I'm seeing trails, dude. Um, no, but I've heard of people um getting getting drunk on the amount of yeast in their system. Like people who have like a, a an imbalance, they they can appear drunk um, because they've eaten a lot of sugar, and the yeast imbalance goes crazy in their systems, and they act and appear drunk. I've you, heard that. You watch too much Quincy. No. <laughs> You're watching reruns of Quincy. <laughs> <laughs> the only medical examiner in the world who gives a shit about gives anything. Gives a shit about anything, <laughs> and will. Puts on his Superman cape and, you oh, know, well, gets to the bottom of it. Well, no, I will say that Los Angeles's former medical examiner used to really get his nose in everything, but that was only because his nose would get famous then. Um, but he wasn't, he wasn't like our fair Quincy where he was, you know, also a detective. Everyone's a detective now. You betcha. So that. Is that your stomach crawling? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know what happened. No more potato salad for you, man. He's intoxicated due to ingestion of it's bacteria. An, it's an airborne bacterial uh, intoxication, not elsewhere classified. Oh, I would have paid to have had his stomach crawl then, but it didn't tag. <laughs> I think it was last episode we talked about the spam i'd been receiving and yes, some of I the garbage words that. that were in there to fool the spam filters now are you saying that spam is garbage not spam the food that's heaven but spam email spam is horrid i wonder how upset the people who create actual food spam are with the fact that spam online in a way it's probably junk. subtle marketing reinforcement but it's junk spam online i wonder if hormel ever went out of their way to try to change what Any people called yeah, junk I mail. Wonder. change it to baloney that'd be pretty difficult baloney's at least generic well, do you, do you remember that when we talked about this, you suggested, you said, and you wondered aloud, hmm, I wonder, are there any haikus lurking in 
the garbage words in the spam. I do remember that because some of the things that you were reading really actually did sound like haikus to me just as they were. So, are there? I did a little bit of research. Tell us about it, man. It was artistic research. I did it just for you. Groovy. I, I know you're going to appreciate this. I Do found some. Tell. I found some haikus. These are uh, th- th- each phrase. We go five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. Each five seven five was actually found in the message. A good deal. So I created these spam haikus um, just for you. Please read them. Friend needed heaven. Waiter buffet does mushrooms. Galaxy's logic. I've lived that. Recently? No. (laughs) Did you need heaven? Did a waiter do mushrooms? Or were you exposed to the logic of the galaxy? All of the above, thank you. Do go on. And that's one of the cool reasons that I love you. Are you ready for the next one? Yes, I am. Funny Buffalo. Nice Kensington customer. Also, active muck. (laughs) (laughs) I love the word muck. Muck is awesome. Although funny buffalo is a neat phrase. I do. We, We like buffalo in this house. I've had dreams with buffaloes. Yes. And we eat them, unfortunately. We're sorry, Buffalo, but you're awfully tasty. Library's lunch clouds. Somewhere, feeling wolves talking. Undulating sands. Ooh, I like that. That takes See, you to many vistas. I could be a poet laureate, and I'm just making this shit up. From spam. From spam. It's bitchin'. Christ-likeness crab loves. <laughs> York Daughter's Harry Decor. <laughs> Century Twisted. <laughs> Harry Decor. I want that. We have to get Harry Decor. He was my shop teacher. <laughs> Are you ready for another one? Yes, please. Local Fucking View. Christmas Craft Location Church. Hung Frequently. Love. <laughs> These are quite spectacular. I have one more, and this one is actually kind of a distillation of the message in the spam. Okay. Not the junk that went along with it. So it is it is, it is, is percolated through your mind. Right. You should be able to derive. This is actual text from the message. Oh, it is. And you should be able to derive the point of the spam message okay. from this. Okay. Throw it at me. Crazy scientist. A world of free energy. A secret project. Oh, that is very thought-provoking. Doesn't that make you just want to give somebody your money? Yeah. I know it makes me want to investigate a little bit more. Cool. I like it. Uh, For the past eight and a half years, Jenny C. has run the Tamale Hut Cafe reading series. Cafe. Cafe reading series. I'm trying to be very specific. And remember, half my mouth has been sewn shut for some unknown reason. 
Um, and Jenny has, she's moving on to greener pastures. Uh, not that these weren't green, but she got an awesome job and is, is leaving the area. In a truly greener place. Well, actually, maybe not greener right now because they're having a drought. But she's going to California awesome. with, an, with an ache in, in her heart. And, um, not clay. And she's leaving, she's leaving us behind here in the Midwest. And uh, we're going to miss Jenny greatly because she had an incredible energy and and just had a way of organizing things and getting stuff done that was just spectacular. Yeah, this whole thing was her idea. Uh, it got it's gotten to the point where there can be twenty readers on any given night. In and, addition to the main reader. And, and, I, and I asked her one time, how do you remember everyone's names? And she just casually says, I have a photographic memory. Yeah, because she's that way. <laughs> but Jenny, uh, you know, thank you very much for the opportunity to read and for giving us the, the opportunity to share what we write with the rest of the group and for creating a real community there. I, I truly feel that's a community. It, it's it, great. It is. And it's a very welcoming group. And if you are a writer and you're in the Chicago area, come on out because they will welcome you with open arms. and um, Very supportive. Very, very supportive. And, and there's also a writer's group that is associated with this. And right. uh, that group gets together and they critique each other's work. They ask each other questions about the craft of writing and uh, to and, review. It's really cool. And generally try and get each other to write the best thing that they possibly can. So again, super supportive and and really extraordinary because there's really not uh, that backbiting that you find in so many other things. Everyone is just very, very positive and all trying to get each other to work toward the highest yeah. possible. When I started reading there, I expected to see a lot of eye rolling and people just kind of falling you know, asleep or falling walking asleep away or, or blowing off. You know, I don't care about you. I only care about me. And this group is actually very, very welcoming and uh, very encouraging. Even though the group is growing by leaps and bounds, it seems yep. that the people that they that they draw in are all also very kind of cool. There's only been a couple. The way it works is there's a featured reader um, on the night of the reading series. There's a featured reader, and they read for between a half an hour and 45 minutes. And then after that, there's an open mic. And very few times has the featured reader just taken off. Usually they stay and listen to the open micers, and it's it's a very it's a very cool thing. And a lot of the people who are open micers and come back have been featured readers in the past, or have been featured readers elsewhere in the Chicago area. So it's it's it really is a a, a good bunch of people, and it's excellent. And we've got to give a plug to Jaime Flores, who owns the Tamale Hut Cafe, and is the man who allows all of this to happen in his yep. space. And actually, it was. You know, he is extremely welcoming of the arts. He always has art up on the walls. He he has different people in to show their visual art every two months. He charges them nothing. They don't have to give him any amount of money. You know, yeah, from what they sell, he's not taking a cut. That's great. Um, he has uh, comedy night where it's the same thing. He has music night where it's the same thing. He is just like. One of the most awesome people I've met, he and his wife, um, Lizette, are just incredible patrons of the arts, and it's it's worth a trip out. Plus, I mean, 
not for nothing. Their food is great. Yeah. That it's it's fresh tamales. They do tinga. They do all kinds of yummy stuff. It's um it's a smaller menu, but what they do is absolutely outstanding. So it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. Yeah, and when I first started reading um, excerpts from things that I had written, uh, it, it, it was really nice because there was a lot of encouragement, and what I was reading actually became, through the encouragement of that group, it became the Randy Scuffle Papers. I mean, I put it together and published it as a book. So it, it's really kind of cool, uh, and we should say that with Jenny C., thank you very much. And thank she, you, Jenny. And Jenny, you've done an awesome job putting that all together. And having it be your brainchild was just amazing. And we also want to say hello and welcome to... Sheila Johnson! She's going to be taking over uh, the, the production, and, and uh, she's been helping out and doing a great job at that. So, you know, it's in good hands, and we just wanted to say thank you, Jenny, and, and goodbye and good luck, and we hope to be hearing from you. Yes, because she's in the, in the midst of a book, and we want to hear the end of it. Oh, we're yeah. all dying. All right. Well, with that, you know, we're due to shut this thing down. I think the time is up. Aw, shucks. Well, we can do it again. Yippee. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you again. It's been a pleasure talking to you, Phil. I'll see you next time. Adieu. Bye. Bye. Well, you've made it to the end. The Prehensile and Gretel Show welcomes your comments and questions. Send us a note. Tell us what you're thinking. Our email address is comments at prehensileandgretel.com. Thanks for listening.